Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dahmers. Well, Thanksgiving seems to be a distant memory now, but I did want to circle around and talk about cooking a turkey using the tips discussed in episode 29. And I also wanted to talk about making turkey noodle soup with the leftover carcass and meat. This goes beyond Thanksgiving, and I hope you use this episode and the recipes tips discussed in this episode when you cook a turkey in the future. In case you are new to Small Scale Life, we are living simply by growing, exploring, and living healthy. To put it simply, we're focused on gardening, healthy living, and having adventures along the way. Before we begin, let's hear from some friends of Small Scale Life. For this episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast, I wanted to give a big shout out to my friend Drew Sample at thesamplehour.com. He recently released episode 171, which is all about Hogtoberfest 2017. I listened to this podcast recently, and this podcast put me there in the middle of it all. The stories and experience told around the microphone reminded me of the stories and experience shared around the barrel stove in central Wisconsin at the Dahmer's Deer Camp 2017. This is how community is built, traditions established, and bonds between people developed. If you're missing that in your life, listen to this podcast. You'll hear something special. I have to give Greg and Susan Burns and the Burns family a huge thank you for the invitation this year, even though I couldn't make it, and I apologize about that. Also, I'd like to thank Drew Sample for recording this and the Bee Whisperer himself, Michael Jordan, Donnell Freeman, and others for participating. It was a really special podcast, and I will be attending this next year. So check that out at thesamplehour.com, episode 171. While we're on the subject of Greg Burns, I would like to remind you that Nature's Image Farm does have comfrey left, and it is available for you at naturesimagefarms.com. As always, use discount code SSL for Small Scale Life for 10% off and free shipping. So if you would like to have some of your own Bocking 4 or Bocking 14 comfrey cuttings, reach out to Greg Burns at Nature's Image Farms today. And finally, I would like to remind you that our friends at Aussie Flame Weeders are still selling flame weeding kits to gardeners, market farmers, and urban gardeners. These are stainless steel five-baroner manifolds designed for a standard 30-inch garden bed. The kits include 16-inch tires and the ability to carry propane tanks so you don't have to. Check them out at AussieFlameWeeders.com. Welcome back to the show. Well, as I mentioned in episode 29 of the Small Scale Life podcast, Julie, Danny, Ryan, and I went to Julie's cousin's house in Becker, Minnesota. Becker is northwest of the Twin Cities, about, uh, oh, 45 minutes or so, and they've got a nice, nice place up there. 
we got to enjoy the day with the family and they handled all the elements of the meal. So that was really great. And it was a lot of fun to talk and hang out and enjoy the food with family. Um, unlike last year, there was no snow on the ground. So, um, you know, we didn't have that in any of the pictures, but I did get some pictures on the, of the sunset and I did post those on Instagram. If you're part of the small scale life, uh, Instagram following there, if you're not, you really should. So go sign up, um, share a lot of good stuff over there as part of the glorious Thanksgiving celebrations. We all came down with colds. Yeah. I think Ryan brought it back from Winona, uh, from college and we all have finally, I think gotten over the first cold of the winter season. So, uh, we're all getting back healthy and, uh, maybe it was the turkey noodle soup that helped us along. I'm not sure, but, uh, with the boys home for the long weekend, you know, we, as I mentioned in episode 29, I did purchase, uh, or Julie purchased a turkey and we wanted to have a turkey. Uh, the boys eat a lot, a lot of protein as they're building, uh, muscles working out and all that good stuff. So we wanted to have a turkey and have, um, have some meals from that. We decided to cook a turkey. As I mentioned in episode 29, I wanted to try Jack Spurko's cooking advice, and that includes you know thawing the bird early. So I, I started to thaw the bird for, for Sunday. Also, he talked about brining the bird, quartering the well, quartering the bird, brining the bird, and then cooking it. Um, unfortunately, this one was a tough bird to thaw out. It did not want to thaw out, so uh, I did not get to brine the bird for 24 hours. Uh, we'll have to try that in a bird in a you know a turkey down the road a piece, but uh, but I did get a chance to quarter the, the turkey and that was that was a lot of fun. It was a good educational experience. I'll talk a little bit about about it here in Jack Spurko's Survival Podcast episode two thousand one hundred and sixteen. Man, that's a lot of podcasts. Uh, he made a case for quartering turkey uh, before cooking it. Jack resorted to this when he had to cook a 38-pound bird. Uh, that's a huge bird. Huge. Um, and he raised it himself. So there's extra pride there with that. To my knowledge, no conventional smoker, roaster, or oven can handle a 38-pound bird. Now, I know Greg Burns and some of the folks there in Ohio, they're like, oh, well, we've got the smoke shack. You can put it in there. I don't think Jack has that. I haven't been to Jack's place, but I don't think he has a smoke shack like Greg Burns and some of the other guys, some of the other folks over there in Ohio. So he did not have that at his disposal. So his solution was to quarter the turkey. And that means that you divide up the bird, divide it up before you cook it. And uh, to do that, you remove the wings, uh, then you remove the thighs and the legs. So it kind of looks like a, like a, a bigger size chicken, you know, when you buy a thigh and leg at, uh, at the store at, you know, your local store and you, there's a package of thighs and legs and there you go. Uh, and then you remove the breast cutlets from the, uh, from the skeleton for the breastbone. Then you cook all of these pieces of meat together and you can remove them as each piece hits the right temperature. It was 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, that means you can remove the wings, which usually cook first. They're smaller, you know, thinner pieces of meat. Uh, and then the breast meat is usually next. You can remove that next. And finally, the legs and thighs when they hit 165. Using that method, you won't have 
shriveled up wings that you usually get when you cook the whole bird in one big uh, roaster oven or in the oven. And you don't get Sahara-like breast meat. You'll have these pieces when they hit. You'll take them out. You put them in a package and keep them warm. And they'll be ready to go. And they should be juicy, especially if you brine it, I think. So um, there's some really good advantages to doing this. It takes a little more time on the front end, a little more time in the preps. But, you know, it, it really does work. Um, me being me, I've never quartered a bird before. I had to admit, I was uh, a little intimidated by quartering a turkey. I didn't know if I had the right tools. I'd never done it before. Uh, Even when I cooked the bird and the whole roaster, I just put the whole thing in, just a traditional, you know, drop it in the roaster oven and go. I talked about that, how I usually do it in episode 29. And when I carve the turkey, I usually, I don't know, I, I... put it on the cutting board and I just start to go. I start cutting off the breast meat first and then I kind of awkwardly remove the legs and and then slice some of the thigh meat, um, the dark meat off. You know, it's not real pretty. It's not intentional. It's not planned. It's just I got to get the job done because everybody's hungry and they want to eat turkey. So I just do it. Um, Do the Nike thing. I just do it. But at Julie's cousin's house, I watched Julie's uncle Mark carve the the turkey, and he essentially quartered the bird after it came out of the roaster, and um, it didn't look too complicated. I was still a little unsure, though, but it, it really, when he was cutting it all up, it really made sense how he went about it and really made life easy for handling um, the different cuts of meat. Sometimes when you take that whole bird out, it's a little awkward. You've got juices and meats and legs and wings and it's all flopping around and hard to manage but when he quartered it essentially quartered it after it was done cooking it really made sense really made sense in how he was he was uh, carving the turkey up and it looked really easy so i asked uncle mark if he had ever uh, quartered a turkey before cooking it and he said he had never done that before never never tried that well why not break some new ground right So I was still a little unsure, and I decided to go to everyone's favorite go-to for do-it-yourself type videos, and that is YouTube. You bet. Everything's on YouTube. And I watched two really good videos um, on quartering and deboning a turkey. The first one I found was from uh, Jack Burton. I don't think it's the same Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. Although that would have been really funny if it was. But Jack Burton from StellaCulinary.com. There's links in the show notes for both YouTube and uh, Stella Culinary. Say that ten times fast. Um, That one was really informative. I really really learned a lot from that. Uh, The second one is from Matt Proft. And apparently he was a turkey farmer for several years, according to his channel. The links in the show notes are there. You can watch those two videos. It looks really, um, really straightforward. Uh, Both gentlemen made some really great videos, so check those out before you want to try this. Um, One thing I will note, I've asked both of them on their YouTube channels in the comment section to give me some advice on knives uh, because they were using some really good knives, and I want to upgrade mine so I can slice and dice like they did. So just some notes uh, as we move forward. So let's talk about quartering a turkey, right? Uh, This is my first time. I decided not to make a video. I took some pictures. Uh, I figured that 
stumbling along, holding a camera and trying to quarter sing up, it would probably not make for a great video, um, especially with sharp knives and a slippery turkey and, and cameras. It just seemed like I'd be juggling too much stuff and probably would end up in the hospital, which has happened before, not with turkey, but with other things. That's for another day. <laughs> so I grabbed the turkey. I grabbed the cutting board knife. Uh, I... I split open the turkey package and I got to work. I removed the neck and the package. I rinsed everything down. Um, and if you listen to episode 29, you know where that little package giblets went. Yeah, right in the garbage can. We don't mess with those here in my family. So whoosh, they were gone. I know a bunch of you are going, oh, you missed the best part. I know, I know, I know. City slicker. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, but the neck, I did take that and I dropped it in the stainless steel uh, stock pot for, uh, for the, making the turkey noodle soup. And I'll talk about that later on. So then I got down to business. I, uh, I started to quarter the bird. And I, I basically went with the following steps. First things first, I, um, after, after washing down the bird and making sure it was uh, pretty clean, put it on the cutting board and then first I removed the wings and put them in a cake pan and that was that was pretty straightforward um you know just as you'd expect take the wings off and and drop them in and then um and then as you can see in the picture I mean you've got it almost looks like you the bird is almost showing you where it, where you need to cut it to, to remove the breast uh the breast from the bottom the spine and the, and the legs and thighs. So that's what I did. I cut the top of the turkey. The bre- I removed the top of the turkey, the breast and the breastbone from the bottom, from the spine of the turkey, uh, the, and where the legs and thighs are. And uh, you know, like I said, removing the wings, it just it's like it's showing you what to do. So that was a pretty easy cut, and it was pretty easy to remove that. And then I took the legs, thighs, and the the spine of the bird, and I removed the legs and thighs. And uh, the spine, the bottom of the bird, that went right into the stock pot as well. The thighs and everything, that went in the cake pan that was serving as my meat tray. Uh, you know, the, those that dark meat that was on the bottom of the bird, it usually just sits in grease and, you know, sits in the juices when you cook the whole turkey. So I figured, hey, let's just drop that in the stock pot and let's move on. Um, Legs and thighs look great and uh, dropped those right in the meat tray. And then I was left with the breast and the breastbone. And I know that you can take you can take out the wishbone. You can start to break down the two big breast cutlets and t- remove those from the, uh, from the breastbone. Um, but I decided I was kind of running out of time. I wanted to get this on so we would eat at a decent hour before Ryan had to go back to school. So I decided not to do this extra step. I just left it, left the two cutlets and the breastbone together and uh, dropped that all in the the meat tray as well. So with the bird quartered, I cleaned up. Then I lined the roaster with tinfoil and I I put the meat into the roaster, roaster basin. And then I just followed... Mine usual, where I brushed it with some uh, olive oil. I put some honey on there. I sprinkled it with sage and rosemary and garlic powder, some seasoning, salt, and pepper. And then I started cooking. And I cooked the bird at 350 degrees Fahrenheit until the meat was right around 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, if I did this again, learning what I learned and the next step, I might take it out like Jack does at 160. And I'll tell you why in a second. So I took the meat out of the roaster. And it was just literally falling apart. I mean, it was it was really 
uh, it was ready. And uh, that was out without brining the turkey and uh, before cooking it. Um, you know, for more on the brining, listen to episode 29 of Small Scale Life Podcast, and I've got the recipe for how to brine it and the instructions there. So um, when I did take it out, I took each section of meat, like the wings, and I put those together, wrapped it into a um, in tinfoil, into two uh, double-lined tinfoil, dropped those in there, folded that up into a package, and I set that aside. Same thing with the thighs and the legs, wrapped that in a double-layer um, double uh, tinfoil package, set that aside, and the breast meat, double-layer breast meat package, set that aside. So all three were separated and put in their um, uh, in their foil packages. Then I put a towel over it. This was to keep it warm until we were, everything else was was ready. And this is what Jack uh, Jack talked about in uh, his episode that he does as well. And I thought it really worked well. And this is why I would say maybe take it out before it hits 165. Not too much, but like 160 degrees because those packages were warm and they those uh, and it kept cooking. So I would I would think if you took it out just a touch early, um, they're going to cook in those packages and it'll be perfect when you're ready for the meal. Now, if you're going to eat right away, um, you know, go ahead and and uh, wait till it's 165. But man, those foil packages under a couple blankets or under a couple towels, it was it was still piping hot. And uh, then we could bring all the other sides, make sure those were all done. And then I took that out and carved it all up. And it was a breeze, a really easy thing to carve up in each individual pieces. And that could take one of the legs, take one of the uh, the thighs, cut that up for brown, for the dark meat, take one of the breast cutlets, cut that up and use that for, for, for the platter. So it just worked really good. The wings and I think the legs I threw in the stock pocket as well. So let's talk about the turkey noodle soup. Um, you know, when you're done uh, quartering the bird, like I said, I have the neck. I've got um, I've got the uh, the spine of the the bottom of the turkey. I call it. Those are both in the stock pot. Um, and I added some of the meat, like the legs and the wings. I threw it into the to the uh, stock pot. Um, I also added a little bit extra meat in there as well because I want some meat in the in your stock. And then I started to boil it. Um, Really, it was after turkey after the turkey dinner was over that we started to do this, and that's when I divided up some of the turkey, some for sandwiches, and then some for the turkey soup. And then, um, you know, I added this turkey to the stock pot and turned on the heat, and we just let that uh, we let that turkey stock simmer for a couple hours, some two or three hours, really. And uh, and once that was done, we removed we removed the bones and the meat from the stock and uh we got rid of the bones because they were done and the meat um were set it off to the side the reason we did this is um you know we wanted that the juice the stock for adding veggies and and starting to make the soup um well we added we add in the meat right before it's done because that the meat has been cooked, you know, in, in most cases it's been cooked already, you know, with the neck and the legs uh, or the neck and the bottom of the bird, um, you know, boiling for a couple hours. It's done. <laughs> so no worries there. But uh, we add the meat right, right, um, right when we add the noodles again. So uh, don't worry about that. But we took out the stock or took out the meat, have the stock, and then we have a choice at this point. One, 
Well, your choice is uh, because you've used the dark meat, the carcass, uh, maybe some of the skin made it in there, but there is fat in that stock. And you can um, you can remove some of that fat if you wish. You can let the stock cool, and then you can remove it from the top of the stock because fat will congeal on the surface of the stock. So you can remove some of that fat, get rid of it, and that'll make a, a leaner, um, you know, more healthy, if you will, uh, soup, and, and it won't be as greasy. Um, otherwise, you can just proceed. Seed if you don't if you don't care about that you want a nice shiny coat maybe a nice shiny beard like Greg Burns out there in Ohio you know the choice is yours so uh, for this time uh, I believe we just proceeded as normal and uh, did not remove um, remove the the fat from the from the stock so um, when you're ready you could begin to add your add to your stock and make soup. So we added carrots, we added onions, we added celery, we added uh, salt and pepper to taste. I think I even threw some garlic in there too. I mean, you could throw some peppers in there if you really wanted to, but you know, you can get creative with this. It's uh, there's okay. We'll have a recipe, but you can get a little creative with this as well. Uh, you don't always have to follow the the uh, the recipe. Uh, you can throw uh, thyme and parsley in there, maybe a little rosemary, uh, and let that simmer a little bit and then when you're ready you can add egg noodles to the soup and uh, i've seen you know i mean we had a pretty full stock i think we uh stock pot and ours is an eight quarter um i think we threw a full package of egg noodles in there uh you know what's that five cups or something like that but uh you know i'll have it detailed out in the recipe that uh that i'll post up after this so then you cook the noodles the cook the soup until the noodles are uh, are nice and soft and edible and then uh throw the meat back in and you're ready to roll so this is a pretty, pretty tried and true method to make turkey noodle soup. And we've done this with uh, with chicken carcasses as well. Um, you know, from a, like if you get a rotisserie chicken, you can save the carcass and save some of the meat and uh, and follow the same procedure and have a, tur- a chicken noodle soup. So, um, you know, these are pretty, pretty general instructions just over the microphone here, but I will have a written recipe for you because I know some people prefer that. And, uh, you know, probably if I was starting it, I would too. But, so no worries about that. I'll have a separate post with the recipe on there and, uh, you can use that for, um, uh, when you make soup in the future. And it, it's great to see other people's Instagram, uh, coming back to Instagram, uh, our friends, yellow hutch up at yellow hutch farm in Brom, Minnesota. They were doing the same thing at the same time I was. So, um, maybe I'll post a couple pictures of their, uh, from their Instagram feed, uh, on, on the blog here and just to show you how they did it. But, uh, same process, same procedure looked about the same. So they did a great job and, uh, we're glad they're part of this community too. It's always great to have some local farmers um, in our small scale life community. So so the next time, putting this all together, so the next time you make a turkey or even chicken, have a rotisserie chicken, uh, maybe you want to give the uh, the soup idea a try. When you have a turkey, give the quartering and brining and and soup ideas a try. Um, it isn't hard as you think. It's It seems a little intimidating, but... Um, you know, it really isn't. Once you get into it, you can learn a lot about the anatomy of, of the turkey. I certainly did using this method. And, you know, the turkey noodle soup is easy cheesy. You can get this done and it's a great way to save some money. You get several meals out of one bird and that's always great, right? And they're healthy meals too. I mean, turkey and... uh 
you know, turkey and vegetables and herbs. I mean, okay, noodles have some carbs in it. Big deal. Uh, it's good stuff. It's very healthy, um, and it's good for you. So spread your wings and give it a try. I hope you will. Let me know how it comes out. You know, send me a message and and let me know if you tried any of these recipes and how they worked. One thing I will be uh, looking for, and I'm asking for you, is if you have any good ideas about sharp knives. Um, I am looking for knives to carve up a bird because I my knives worked but uh, they weren't the best so I'm looking to upgrade um, up, upgrade my knives so if you have any uh, if you have any suggestions about that let me know put those uh, as a comment and uh, and we'll go from there and I'll give them a try I'll give them a review why not so uh, thank you again for tuning into the small scale life podcast you know feel free to share this podcast with families and uh, with your friends and family. Uh, if you have any feedback or questions, make sure you leave them on the post. We also have the comments page at Small Scale Life, or you can email me at realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. We've got some great episodes coming up for you. Uh, our, my second part with Donnell Freeman is coming this week, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to talk wicking beds, and we're really going to get into wicking beds because this is an area that I'm really going to push on in 2018. So this will kick off... Um, some articles and some discussions about wicking beds and uh, start from the really basic stuff and go to the more sophisticated. So um, looking forward to all that and uh, also planning a uh, healthy life, healthy lifestyle podcast, let you know how this knee is doing. And then I also wanted to um, circle around and catch you all up on the black and white photo journal. What's going on there? What is all that that's been popping up on Facebook, popping up on my Instagram feed? Why am I doing that? What is What are all those pictures and what are they doing there? So I wanted to catch you all up on that. So some good stuff coming, uh, a little different. That's that's more adventure. So I've got uh, the gardening. I've got some adventure. Got recipes going here. So a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then hopefully you guys are uh, are learning something in the process. I know I am. So, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you real soon. Remember to grow, explore, and be healthy. This is Tom from Small Scale Life, and we'll be seeing you really, really soon. Take care, everybody.